The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome again back to Answers for Elders Radio. And I am here back with our wonderful Kelly Smith from Care Partners Living. And Kelly, I'm so glad you're here to talk about our final segment as we talk about the caregiving journey. Um, We've been through Sean talking about the beginning stages. We talked about you. How do you make that transition? And then Annie did a beautiful job talking about how to advocate for your loved one in the day-to-day care. Once that happens, well, there's going to come a day. One of the things that I always remember, Kelly, is (laughs) there's only one thing that's going to put an end to caregiving, and that is when that loved one passes, usually. Um, And then there's a time that all of a sudden – you're left with you. And in many cases, I remember, Kelly, for me, my journey was I had this amazing support network around me when I was taking care of my mom. People like care partners. I had, you know, the caregivers for my mom. I had the um, doctors and health, her, all of her health care practitioners that helped prop me up to be a good daughter and gave me advice when she passed away, it was like everything was cut off for me. Yeah. And I had to find new purpose. Yep. And I think that's one of the things that we at Answers for Elders kind of want to be that step for, for that family member. But, you know, you deal with families every day that are dealing with all of a sudden they've lost a loved one. Yep. How do you suggest or what do you advise families to do to find that purpose again? Well, for one thing, uh, I think the saddest situation we see when somebody's married and they lose Uh, a loved one, they've at least got that partner that can kind of help buoy them up and get them through it. When you're by yourself to begin with, and that's Mm -hmm. why all the siblings go, well, you're single, you take care of mom. (laughs) And then mom passes away where, then what? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it too, um, what we want to encourage people to do is if you have a if you are a faith based individual reach out to your uh your church mm-hmm. your your hall whatever it is you get you get involved with and let those people know that you still need support we we've had we've had deaths in our family too and people are there and they're there and they're there and then after the funeral it's like crickets and it's because people don't know what to do for you so sometimes you've got to or be the one they don't realize that yeah, you need yeah, support they think oh they need their time alone now they yeah. need time to mourn their mom. That doesn't mean you can't call them and take them out to lunch. It doesn't mean you can't, you know, you can't come over and just visit. Mm-hmm. You can't just call them and say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. Um, when I lost my brother, I had many friends that called and said, hey, you know, I don't even know what to say to you, but I want you to know I'm thinking about you. That mm-hmm. helps. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to be the one that reaches out and says, hey, you know, I've spent years taking care of this person. I got, you know, nothing to do now. If they go back to the place their mom lived, as an example, they can come in and do volunteer work. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that gives them purpose again mm-hmm. until they kind of figure it out. I tell them, what, what's the one thing you've always wished you could do? Let's figure out how to help you get mm-hmm. get to that place. Mm-hmm. But volunteer works, getting back involved in your church works, spending time with your friends, but raising your hand and saying, don't assume that I'm enjoying this quiet time. You know, and, and one of the things I think that, you know, finding new purpose, how many of us that have gotten in the elder care world, yeah. like I, me, have come from a background of taking care of a loved one? It, almost everybody I know has done it. <sighs> and I think it's because of that deep commitment that we have, that we've had the honor of 
living that privilege of caring for someone. And everything else is kind of empty after that. I mean, to me, I look at, you know, I have two passions in my life. One is everybody knows I'm crazy about the orcas, right? Oh, amen. (laughs) But I'm also so passionate about our seniors. And that, you know, when your eyes are open, when you've taken care of someone that you've seen the world through their lens, it's like you feel like there's this overpowering need to make a difference. Well, and like, for example, Suzanne, what's wrong with me today, my friend? (laughs) What what we've also done is we'll bring in, like caregivers lose these people. And and it smarts because they were taking care of them and it hurts, you know, to to not be there. Mm -hmm. And and did we let this person down? And you think, well, how do the families feel? We've brought in chaplains. Uh, even non-denominational ones, just to be there. So the staff has somebody to talk to. But we let families know, this is for you too. Well, and I'm sure your communities themselves, if someone that's high profile in your communities passes away, everybody's affected. Well, it, everybody's affected and every resident matters. Um, like we just had a gentleman pass away uh, this month. Um, he was one of the first uh, postman in Mount Lake Terrace. Oh my goodness. And him and his wife moved in. Uh, they were part of our bonded pairs program and he passed away and I couldn't go there. I couldn't even be in the building for a while. And all oh, I kept thinking we? was, I wonder how his daughter's doing. This is breaking my heart. How's his daughter doing? And and you worry about these people because you, you don't just get attached to the resident. Mm-hmm. You get to mm-hmm. where you really care about the parents. We've got a lady in our memory care community. Her daughter means the world to me. Uh, last time I saw her, I was honest with her. I said, hey, kid, you're looking tired. How you doing? And we started a conversation mm-hmm. because I care about what happens Absolutely to her. Absolutely, you do. Well, the entire community does. Well, we are talking again to Kelly Smith, and Kelly Smith is the Vice President of Marketing and Sales for Care Partners Living, and we are so honored again to have you guys sponsor this entire hour that we've shared, talking to family caregivers of how to go along the journey. And Kelly... Tell us a little bit about care partners and how you work with families. Well, again, you provide support groups. Um, Every single family that comes into our memory care community for a tour, even if they don't wind up having their loved one there, Mm -hmm. they don't need a coffee cup with a bunch of candy in it. What they need is help. We send them out the door with the Alzheimer's 300 Tips book. Um, things that can help help them interact. And you better. guys are very involved with like the Alzheimer's Association and the it. walks and you all those things. So you guys year. are everywhere. And that just shows your commitment to the community itself. Tell me how you can tell these families, we care about your mom who's suffering from dementia, dad, whatever it is. We love this person. We're going to grow to love them. But yet, oh, the Alzheimer's Association, ain't got time for that. You're not you're not walking the talk mm-hmm. that you're you're trying mm-hmm. to tell these families. Mm-hmm. So for us, we would gladly turn our buildings into something else if we could get rid of this horrible disease. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, and really to to learn to move on yeah, is a hard tough. thing. I remember there was times that I would walk into the grocery store after my mom passed away, and this is probably close to a year afterwards, and there would be something that would be programmed in my mind that I have to buy certain items that was always on my grocery list for her. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> but you're very typical. I was very typical. Yeah. There, There's this void that happens in your life. And but, you know, but let me ask you something. Yeah. What's wrong with buying the half and half? Mm-hmm. Nothing. 
No. And what's wrong with sitting in your car and crying? I think a lot of times people it's feel true. like when they've had this loss, they the, the, some of the reason they don't always get rid of it right away is because they don't they won't let themselves feel it. You know, you you're saying something really profound to me because I had a a reaction one time at a uh, grocery store, and I saw a lady that was in front of me. Um, actually two steps, I think, two steps in front of me. And um, she had four items in her cart. And those four items, she had coupons for. That's all she had. And you could tell she was very low income. And the clerk at the counter said really tiny, tiny expiration date on the on the coupon that any senior wouldn't be able to see. I'm sorry, those expired four days ago. I can't take these. I blew up. I bet. Kelly, I blew up. I, and first, first of all, I tried to find, you know, I blew up at her and I realized it's not her fault, but I did, I was upset. Why wouldn't you just give her, um, you know, the discount? And like, what is it, what is it to you to do that? And I remember going out to my car and crying. Yeah. And that's probably was a triggered experience, like what you're saying of my mom. Yeah. But what's wrong with honoring that life? Exactly. And again, I, I'm a lot more sensitive now when I see elder people, you know, or elders in the community. Like my parents and I saw this guy walking across the street. And all we, My dad just about pulled the car over because our first instinct is, oh, we want to help him across the street. Is he exactly. going to be okay? He's not our parent. But it doesn't matter. You no. start seeing other people as human beings, not somebody who's old and not needed anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're still valuable. And, you know, where's society gone? It's like we talk about. Yeah. Where's society gone where, you know, I, I see so many times a senior will walk on. There's a meme going around Facebook. Like, what's happened to our world when kids are all sitting on the bus and there's a senior lady standing up trying to exactly. keep her balance? And those are the kind of things I think that we think about that maybe trigger us, that maybe we can make the world a better place as we as we move forward in our world and try to take that experience of what you've been through and honor it. Well, there's nothing wrong with feeling how you feel, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. for you to be able to move on, you have got to sit down and have that cry. Absolutely. You've got to be angry. All those different, the, the you know, what are the, the different levels of, mm-hmm. of grief? You're mm-hmm. going to have to let yourself sure. feel it. You're not going to die. Sure. You're going to be okay. Yeah. But you got to get through that. And once you get through that, some of that film comes off your eyes and you're able to take a look at this beautiful world out here and say, hey, maybe now I can do this. Maybe mm-hmm. now I can do that. Don't do it alone. You want to start a spin class. You want to go for a walk. You want to go have coffee. Call your friends. Call exactly. your other family members and get back in touch with the people who loved you and have missed you through this journey. Exactly. And, and to understand that, you know, even though you might feel like you're alone, you're not. And there's there's no. so many things that you can do with your life to move forward. And I think one of your greatest pieces of advice, especially on this station, is to reach out to your own uh, church community, your yeah. own spiritual home, because there's obviously a lot of activities and ways in which you can get involved and move forward and just find new purpose. And I guess that's the thing. That's there important. are. And there are a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of opportunities out there for volunteer work. Mm-hmm. You can train to be an ombudsman. You can go out and volunteer. You can do classes on what it was like to, to, to work with your, your loved one. 
you can educate other families. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of things where you can still feel like you took what you had. Right. And you can teach somebody else. And if you need any information on that, feel free to reach out to us at Care Partners. We can hook you up with the right people. And we're right at the end of the show. So how do we reach you? You can go to carepartnersseniorliving.com, and that will give you a list of all of our information, all of our communities. But you can also go into the admissions page and see a picture of yours truly. Don't be scared. Um, You can also reach me at Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, at carepartnersliving.com. Kelly, thank you so much for being It's been a privilege. Thank you for having us. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.